Welcome to the Reseller Entrepreneur, the podcast for reseller hobbyists eager to turn reselling into a successful business. Learn from Mike and other reseller entrepreneurs as they share their experiences and tips on running an online business. Here's your host, Old Fashioned Mike. Thank you for joining. I hope everybody liked the reseller genie interview last week. It was kind of rushed, unfortunately, and we had some technical difficulties, but I think we got the point across. And obviously, you can go you can go so far with a podcast when you're talking about uh, a spreadsheet or software. So, but that's okay. Um, I think you got the gist, and it's definitely a good a good purchase. So, take a look at it and go to the website, and you can figure out. Uh, how to download it there. All right. Anyway, so um, this week I wanted to take a little bit of a, a divergence from uh, my normal podcast. So normally what I do is kind of go through business, large business uh, types of subjects. And um, I guess we're going to kind of do that today too, but I really want to focus today on screw ups. So we all go through it. We all go through a learning process when we're, uh, have a, uh, a store on any of the platforms and, um, you're all going to make mistakes. And I, I've gone through a few of mine, um, but nothing so recent. So let me explain. So as you know, I always talk about selling clothes on eBay and Poshmark and Macari. So, um, but I decided that when I moved to my new warehouse that I didn't want to have to expand that warehouse after a year or two. Um, and so I wanted to go to something a smaller, uh, as far as inventory, something that I could, you know, where I could normally store 30 pieces of clothing, I could store probably a thousand or maybe well, probably 500 to a thousand different products in one bin. Um, so what I did is I decided, you know, I found, I uh, went on offer up and I found a, uh, very large collection of baseball cards, baseball, actually sports cards, it's not mostly baseball, but, uh, bunch of different sports because I'm a sports fan. I like football. Uh, don't really love baseball, but, um, but I do love football and hockey. So, uh, and there was some of that, but you know, I know baseball moves a lot. So I, uh, did the unthinkable and I, I bought a collection of 40,000 cards. Not only did I buy the 40,000 cards, um, I also went on Mercari and found another 40,000 cards, uh, that are being currently shipped to me. And I'm going to say, turns out that this is a massive mistake. As a kid, I collected cards um, a long time. So I knew a lot of the players from the 80s, 70s, and 80s, and and some 90s. Um, And of course, I know all the current football and hockey players. So turns out, um, I said, well, let's let's look what's selling, and um, we'll see how this turns out. And, you know, by the way, when I say I really messed up, you know, I, I bought um, 80,000 cards for about $800, so about a penny a card, really. So we're not talking a huge screw-up in the whole scheme of things. But the screw-up wasn't the expense. The screw-up was the fact that I didn't really understand um, the market. So I got I was, uh, I was sort of swayed by all this, you know, press that eBay is, you know, going to be really good for card sellers going forward. But I didn't really have a strategy on what type of card seller I was going to be. So, um, <laughs> so I got caught up in it, you know, and to boot, as you know, I've also sell postcards recently, um, uh, uh, old postcards from the, you know, 18, 
1800s and 1900s, uh, I've been also selling. So, um, you know, that has actually turned out pretty good. So that I can't really uh, complain about that. That I've done a little bit more research on and uh, watched a lot of videos from the auction professor, who is a great, a great source. And so I thought it was a good idea. Um, but baseball cards were really moving. And of course, eBay has been pushing, you know, they get preferred postage on, on baseball cards. Uh, you're, um, you know, they were, uh, talking about how, uh, how, um, uh, many of them have been moving, uh, pretty rapidly on, uh, on the platform. And of course I've checked and, you know, if you have the right people, it does, but you know, I decided that I w- wanted to get things on the cheap. So I bought 80,000 cards, 800 bucks. And it's not the, it's not the platform is the problem. Platform is part of the problem, but the real problem is that what do you do going through 80,000 cards? So I found myself being derailed from, um, listing, listing stuff, products that I know sell at a, at a good, uh, sell through rate and, um, lost my focus because of the shiny object. And so the theme of this episode is don't get swayed by shiny objects just because, you know, you go to a Bolo group and if you don't know what those are, that's a Facebook group or, or a discord group that basically publishes all the beyond lookouts for, and, uh, and there's people kind of running, scurrying around the, uh, uh, the city trying to find that Bolo so they could sell it on eBay or, or, or it's more, more uh, prevalent on Amazon. So what I'm going to say is don't be swayed by the shiny object. The fact of the matter is, is that most people selling sports cards are talking about selling the rookies and, um, things that are slabbed. Uh, and graded by by grading services and selling for large dollar amounts. Um, but the cheaper ones, the ones that eBay is pushing, you know, the preferred postage um, on, unfortunately, um, don't really move very well on the platform. They do in the sense, but you're you're basically listing thousands and thousands of cards that are going for less than five bucks. And next thing you know, I mean, you've spent a month just sorting through the, uh, all the cards. And so, um, I did what a lot of people do is I just put them up on Facebook marketplace and, um, I had somebody come in they looked at them and they said, you know what, really, honestly, a lot of this stuff is junk. You have some good stuff here, but most of it's junk. So he said, I would just throw it away and just keep these. So, um, that was very discouraging. Um, and so, uh, you know, I said, okay, let's do a little research just because eBay is the platform that's pushing. It doesn't mean that there are not other platforms that are actually good for cards. And some of you probably already know this, but I found one it's called ComC, ComC.com. And so what they do, of course, they're, it's expensive. So if you don't want to send just anything in there so that the person who came in from Facebook marketplace and said, Hey, listen, most of this stuff is junk. Um, and just keep these and, um, you know, he's right. So, um, basically I need to go through those particular u- years and just rifle through them to pick out the good ones. Um, and, uh, cause I didn't organize all of them. I put them into the proper sets, but I didn't actually organize the sets into by number, which is something that uh, is unfortunate about the card business is because you have to able to find it when you sell it. It's like an inventory number, right? You gotta, you have to be organized. Otherwise you're going to be, um, have hell to pay when, when you actually sell something. So what I did 
is I basically rifle through the cards and I'm not done yet, but, um, but it made my sorting a lot easier cause I didn't really have to sort anymore. I just had to basically rifle through, pick out the ones that are pr- pretty decent. And I, what they do is com C you send them in and then they basically list them for you. They're a consignment shop really. And there's others too. Um, there's one specifically for rookie cards. Um, and I think they're more current rookie cards, but don't quote me on that. I haven't really looked too much into it. So anyway, com C takes a small fee to list it, which is okay. If you have a $5 card or so, uh, five to, you know, let's say five to $50 card. Um, and, uh, which I have a lot of $5 cards, uh, not that many 50. And so you can send them in and they charge you 35 cents, 35 cents to a dollar, depending on what service you pick. And then, um, it's goes on the site for you know, a few months and, um, then you have to pay storage fees. The storage fees are pretty nominal, um, as long as you don't have too many, too many cards. So don't send in thousands of cards, send in, you know, maybe a thousand cards and that's, you're talking about 10 bucks a month. So not so bad. And they do sell. So, um, so, and there's no fees and there's no fees, um, to sell on their platform as long as everything sticks on the platform. So I, I'm, I'm not the com C guru by any stretch of the imagination. So what I want you to do is go on YouTube if you want to do this and go on YouTube and there's a whole bunch of people that really know a lot about more about com C. The moral of the story though, is to kind of watch shiny objects, stay away from shiny objects, unless you really, really want to change your business. And there was no real business reason for me to do that other than I needed more, I needed more product in the same space. And so, um, and cause I don't want to actually have two facilities, like I said, so stay away from the shiny objects. And number two, moral of the story is know your, know where you want to sell them before you buy them. So there's nothing wrong with what I did. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to make my money and then some, um, but it it derailed, you know, uh, how much, um, I'm listing. So it actually completely set me back. Now on the positive side, you know, I did a lot of research on postcards and postcards go for a lower, a lower, um, uh, uh, value than clothes for the most part. Now they're going to sell from anywhere from five to $15. And you definitely have the ones that you can sell more. Um, but, but listing them is so fast. I mean, you basically take a duplex scanner and you could scan 40, 50 in about a minute, uh, probably not a minute, but you know, 40 or 50. And, um, you basically, you know, take them into Photoshop, you know, and, um, you don't even have to do that really. And, and you basically just post them up and then you, um, you do sell similar and it's really, really simple. Um, and, but the sell through rates, not nearly what clothes are, you know, I think sell through sell through rates more like three or 4% sell per month versus, um, you know, the well upwards of 25 to 30% on certain brands and clothes. So there is a downside, but in the time I could list 30 items of clothes, I could list 300 items, uh, for cards. And I do, I did it. Matter of fact, my, uh, uh, you know, I, and I sold right away too some, but you know, not at the sell through rate that I was um, selling a clothes. So I want to do both, but I think what I'm going to do is I have 80,000 sports cards that I got to go through and I'm going to quickly jam through those and send them out to comp C forget eBay on those, uh, and, and focus on two things, the clothing and of course the postage cards from the, from the 1800s and 19 early 1900s. They do pretty well anyway. So that's the, that was the moral story. Uh, it was, uh, 
you know, kind of a bad mess up, but the idea is, is I think it's going to work out in my favor, you know, and, and by the way, if comp C works out, then I will continue to buy up collections. But you know, when you buy up collections and, uh, you can't send thousands of cards into comp C or, or services like comp C and expect to get, um, a, a good result because you're paying for 35 cents each. And if you send a card that's only worth 35 cents and you are, uh, paying 35 cents, then you do the math that you're not really doing very well. So, um, again, go to the website, their website, if you have cards and want to sell them and see, uh, you know, if it makes sense for you. All right. But know your markets. That's the point. Just because eBay decides that they can, you could send out a card for, you know, 70, 75 cents, uh, postage and get tracking the whole bit you need. Um, doesn't mean it's a good idea. So if you look at people who sell large collections, on eBay, there's and Macari too. They do it in one of two ways. They actually uh, they actually list each card, each card individually, and you do a drop down list, and um, it goes to the card that's scanned, and or maybe not, and it says basically this is available. But think about that. You know, your charge. You know, the yes, the shipping's cheap at seventy five cents or a dollar, whatever it is, uh, for tra uh, with tracking. But you're only making uh, a buck on the card or less. And so you think about that. Is that really worth your time and effort? And my answer is no, no. So definitely rifle through stuff and see whether or not there's anything good in there. If you get anywhere from five to $50 cards and you could, you could part it, you could definitely do that in comp C, but really, honestly, you're not going to make anything. Well, let's just say it's a very long tail item. Uh, cards. If you have commons, and which is ninety five percent of what um, the sports card market is, is a bunch of commons you get, and um, then you're not going to make your money back very quickly. You might, but then it's going to take you a long time to list. So the point is, don't do it. If you can rifle through cards and you can see you can get five to fifty dollar cards and throw into comp C, definitely you, that's okay. The rest of it, trash it. I think, frankly, that's 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 my takeaway on that one. And, uh, so that's what I've done. So I've thrown away a ton of cards, uh, that were junk. Um, and I've, you know, I've got my comp C pile started and so we'll see how that goes. I'll let you guys know, uh, in further episodes, whether or not that worked, um, definitely on the postcards and also military buttons, buttons, meaning like uniform buttons is something that the uh, auction professor uh, pushes as well. Or what he does, I didn't say pushes, but, um, again, you got to know your, your market. The beautiful thing though is eBay is really f easy to f find markets. And what I found to be good with eBay, and I've done this with clothes too, is you buy collections of cards or collections of buttons or collections of clothes. And then you part it out. When you part it out, you know, if you do the work, you will make the money. So that's, you know, I, matter of fact, during the early parts of the pandemic, and I think I may have covered this at a prior episode, you, um, I, uh, bought a huge collection of sports shirts. When I say sports shirts, I mean, there were basically polos and, um, yeah, but mainly polos. I mean, probably 90% of it was polos. They had a few, uh, button down long sleeve shirts, but, uh, casual button down shirts. So I guess they call them on eBay. Um, and, but, but very few, but the polos, um, turned out to be kind of a really neat find because that's when I discovered that polos often move at a lower price point, by the way, they move faster than a lot of things. Um, and especially if they have a team on them or a college on them or a logo, that's kind of cool or something. And some people will take risks 
with stuff. And the, uh, especially if you do promoted listings on it, um, that it might, they might not, they might not get the right brand that they want, but they see the nice logo on it or the nice pattern on it. And so I did pretty well with that parting it out, but I bought it. I bought the whole, um, lot of clothes and it was probably about, uh, let's say about six, 700 items for about, I was, was it? something like that, $2,500, maybe $3,000. And I've been making money all along on these things. And this guy was a big fan of Ohio State. And so I got a ton of Ohio State. Well, I think he may have been from Ohio, actually. It makes sense. So he had a bunch of Ohio State polos and and pullovers and things like that. And so I made made a really good – I mean, I'm making a really good living on on that stuff. So same thing with cards, not – uh, you know, any kind of cards really, but uh, the, uh, cards I'm referring to here are the postcards. You know, I basically look for a lot, part it out. So the nice thing about a lot of collections, and this is sports cards again, sorry, going back is that you can get them for a penny a piece. Now, n- most of that stuff's going to be junk and you're not going to get your money out of it. Uh, but your buy cost is low. Um, but if you send, so it's really easy to make your money back, I guess what I'm saying, but it's just going to take a long time. That's, that's, it's not so much the making the money from the purchase. It's actually the fact that you have to wait a year <laughs> to get your money back. If you're lucky, probably even longer and the labor in, involved in that has got to be horrific. And that's when I going back to the comp C really quick, they do all that stuff for you. They charge you for it though. So, so pick your, pick your, uh, your right cards. Um, but part, but going back to what I was saying, parting stuff out works really, really well, and and that's really just about everything. It's just know what your market is and know what you can get for it. Um, and you know, I'm not I'm not talking about uh, you know finding stuff a diamond in the rough, something that they don't know that they have. I mean, that's you know, a lot of people on eBay kind of know how to go in and figure out what they have. The problem that what you're trying to do is identify the thing you could part out because that person doesn't want to list everything individually, right? That's really what you're looking for. They don't want to put the labor in. And so if they don't want to put the labor in, that's where the profit is. The, the profit's in the labor. So um, be it clothes, cards, or whatever. So look for that stuff. Do like, look, you know, you want to search. And by the way, you could flip stuff too. You could buy stuff from Eat for Op for Up or Facebook Marketplace or Mercari and flip it on eBay because you might get with the larger number of, of buyers, you might get a better price, right? On Mercari. So, uh, matter of fact, um, one of the things I was looking for uh, when I was looking, I, so I bought my baseball cards on on uh, Facebook Marketplace, but I also bought some, like I said, on Mercari, and then I'm flipping them on a site that focuses on cards. So there are. Other avenues, I saw large postcard lots on Etsy. I've seen them on Macari. I've even seen them on eBay. And you just look. I mean, you got to know what you're buying. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, and a lot of it's going to be trash. But your buy costs are so low per item that um, that the profit margin is huge. It's not like it's not like the you know thirty to forty percent. You know, do, you know, sell buy double money uh, mantra that I've been talking about. It's more like you buy it and then you sell it for a hundred times your money. So my buy cost on a postcard, for instance, from the 1920s was like 40 cents and I've been selling them for $25 or $20 or $15. And I've sold quite a few of them too. Now, fact, I'm looking at right here on my desk and I'm looking at um, the official souvenir post uh, official official 
Souvenir Postal World's Columbian Exposition. So this is from the 1893 Columbia Exposition, which was in which is in Chicago, I believe. And I sold eight of these cars for sixty bucks just a few days ago, and I just found like ten more in my collection here. I didn't even know I had them because you know I got when I say buy a large lot, I bought a thousand of them for two hundred dollars. So my buy cost is twenty cents. A lot of them were trash. A lot of them were looked at and going, like, there's no way that anything's going to buy this thing's in such rough shape. And I just tossed those, you know, after looking them up and kind of seeing that I didn't have anything really special other than it was old. And I just tossed those. But I had a ton of stuff. I'm looking at a leather postcard here, a leather postcard. Didn't even know those existed from, like, yeah, what is this? Uh, 1908. 1908, right? you know, a leather postcard from 1908. I don't know what this is going to cost. And I found a bunch of cartoon cards from the, like the twenties. And the point is the buy cost is so low. And now you put them for $15, you could afford to throw a ton away. Right? So that's kind of what you're looking for. You're kind of looking for that sweet spot. And as you are really just trying to look for people who want to avoid the labor, because that, that's where the value is. Just like people are lazy and send their stuff to uh, to uh, thrift stores because they don't really want to go on selling eBay or have a garage sale, whatever. They just put it in a bag and take it to to thrift a thrift store, and then you go and find it for you know four or five dollars, or maybe it'll be a little bit more, and then you flip it for thirty dollars. Um, and so there is a big value in in being able to do the work. So do the work. Okay. That's what, that's the mantra for today. Yeah. A lot of mantras today. So now if you find this thing where you have to do the work and, and you're going to make the margin, you also got to think about also is, does it meet your other criteria, right? And whatever your criteria is, my criteria, size, scarcity, meaning, uh, scarcity, meaning that, uh, that the, you don't have the same thing over and over and over again. You're not compete, your competition's lower because it's not, it's, uh, not very specific. That's why I don't sell white shirts, for instance, right? There's a lot of them. So, and then of course the availability of the product. And lastly, of course, um, you know, is easy to store. And that's really kind of what brought me to other products other than clothing, uh, clothing still being the main thing I do. But the reason is, is I just don't want to run, I'm going to run out of space. I don't want to just get, you know, storage unit after storage unit after storage unit. I know a lot of people do that anyway. So, I hope that was helpful. This is not a very long episode, sorry, but it's a valuable lesson that I wanted to convey to you because I think a lot of people get derailed by just doing everything under the sun. So um, I want to show you there's a method to the madness of what I do. Um, and so uh, that is it for this week, and I look forward to seeing you next week. So visit us at uh, our website at oldfashionedmike.com, and please support our sponsors Thank you very much and talk to you soon. This episode has ended, but your journey towards turning your reselling hobby into a business doesn't have to. Head on over to oldfashionedmike.com for more information and tips on running a successful reselling business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time.